Dan. Welcome back to IMG Advisor, the podcast, episode five, Tom, the last one. I'm going to miss you dearly, and I believe that you're going off a, a nice little jolly as of tomorrow, aren't you? I might be. Do you want where, to know about it? I do want to know. Where are you going? I'm going to go to Cornwall. Cornwall? Where's that? It's in England. In England? <laughs> Which part of England? England's a big place. It's in the southwest of England. Beautiful. It and, will uh, be, hopefully. Yeah, go on yourself, self-isolation break. Yeah, just going to isolate isolate myself down there I'm all away from my wife and kids are you allowed to go down Cornwall I'm joking they're coming with me yeah you are mm. you are now allowed to travel good uh, so we're going to go and uh, mm. we're going to go and take a as well, you say a jolly stay Texas. safe stay alert stay what's the other bit indoors indoors <laughs> help fight the virus help fight the virus that's it um, so episode five is all about how to write a good medical CV uh, which I, I know will be of interest to the vast majority of our IMGs that are looking to relocate soon. If you don't want to listen to us drawl on about it, you can, and it, not because I'm trying to downplay my importance to the podcast, but <laughs> you can uh, view our YouTube video yeah. uh, of our uh, partner in crime, Daniel Platts, talking through with video. Do you uh, think that'll be far more interesting? I suspect not, but just if it's a <laughs> it's an option there for others. Yeah. <laughs> um, so okay, what, what makes a good medical CV? Um, I guess I guess one of the things that can be quite frustrating for us is that we see lots of CVs come in every single day with doctors that have got probably amazing stories to tell, really great experience, and it comes in a one page CV even half a page sometimes and it's not really doing your chances of getting a good job in the NHS much justice being that so um, I think the first topic to kind of cover is is what 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 should the length of a, a good medical CV look like um, I've, got, I've got the answer okay what is it as long as possible as long as possible good I think that is so I guess that in typically business CVs in the UK then it's going to be one to two pages long obviously for medical CVs, we're not looking for it to be as concise as that. Uh, and so it's just not possible given that the, the number of qualifications, the, um, the experience, the rotations through different specialisms. So, and remember as well that the people who are viewing your CVs often they won't know about your training background overseas. So they won't, you know, if you've done FCPS in Pakistan, they won't know what's involved mm-hmm. with that qualification. So, you know, you can't expect them, if you put down a job title and a, a really quick one sentence of what you've been doing there, or what it means, you can't expect them to understand what that clinically entails. So you want to give as much information as possible, as much yeah. detail about your responsibilities and your roles and everything that you've done to, to present yourself with the best chance, with as mm-hmm. much evidence as possible as to why they should hire you. Yeah, I, I mean, if you look at the average consultant CV in the UK, it's probably going to be about 10 pages long. Mm. And that, obviously that takes into consideration the length of experience. And uh, yeah, and one would presume that you've probably done quite a few jobs during, um, during your time. Level uh, of detail. Level of detail, exactly. Conferences, etc. So, so yeah. And um, for middle grade and junior doctors or junior medical CV, there's not really a specific number of pages that are the right answer. Um, however, we would always advise doctors to think the more detail, the better. Uh, that being said, the purpose of your CV is to get you shortlisted for an interview. So it should always be really well presented. 
and uh, well ordered in, in a, con- a concise fashion. But you want to make it stand out because, um, as Tom mentioned in an earlier podcast, that I mean, you there could be as many as six hundred applicants for. Um, one position uh, in, in surgery, for example. So um, you want to make sure your CV is is, is really well written and uh, makes it stand out from the crowd. So I guess kind of smaller details, what font size should I use? Tom, do you know the answer to that one? 11. Not, not far off. Um, it's the, the correct answer is actually to use a professional and small font, but large enough to read with ease. I like 11. I always go Calibri body, yeah, size 11, black. Well, I'm going to give you three examples. Aerial size 10. Too small. Calibri size 11. Perfect. Or Times New Roman size 11. Boring. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's in the eye, eye of the beholder, isn't it? Um, you, should be, uh, you should bold and space your heading so the separation between different sections is evident. Yeah. We do get to see a lot of CVs now that have lots of pictures on them. Um, people trying to do really and sometimes CVs look really good but I think it's not it's not about the aesthetic it's yeah, about the content it's the content that, you're exactly right so kind of that comes on the next point which is uh, should how should I order the CV to make sure it reads as well as possible can I just do one more thing about the fonts of course you can because I love fonts mm-hmm. um, you're asked what because you're a font in a knowledge I certainly am mm. if you have uh 15 different fonts and 12 different sizes yeah. and lots of different colours. This is one of your pet hates by any chance. Uh, and lots of word art titles. Mm-hmm. You're not doing yourself any favours. Keep it keep it consistent and keep it with one. So, mm-hmm. you know, Ryan just mentioned there and I was joking about small and boring but if you're going Arial or Times New Roman or Calibrium in size 10 or 11 pick one and stay with it the whole way through yeah. don't alternate it's yeah. uh, you know often if people are looking at your CVs they're doing it on quick breaks or between patients mm-hmm. and it needs to be easy to, to look at and read quickly mm-hmm. absolutely right um, so kind of coming on to what should the order of your CV look like um, generally speaking I think we would both agree that probably the best order to put it in is personal details first yeah. So you want to keep the section really simple, list your name, your qualifications, um, your GMC registration number, your address, telephone number, and email address. Underneath that should run personal profile. So look at the job description and specification, ensure that your personal profile matches the job description requirements. Yeah, there's nothing worse than seeing someone apply on our website for a job in emergency medicine and the personal statement says, I am really looking forward to pursuing my career in psychiatry. Yeah, which does happen. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Because remember, any NHS client or, or trust that wants to hire you wants to make sure that you actually are going to be committed to the job. And I think that that's a real red flag, isn't it? When we see that. Um, so underneath personal prof- profile, you want to list your qualifications and you want to list them in reverse chronological order. Um, so I think that's, again, really important to do. Um, underneath qualifications, Tom, relevant prizes and awards, would you agree? No, I don't no? agree with that. I'd go straight into employment history. Mm. Personally, yeah, uh, I, I think I think once you get past the qualifications and the personal details yeah. in your statement, you need to go straight into to what you've been doing, what you're good at. Now, yeah. for that bit, uh, 
there's lots of different terminology and lots of different job titles. I mean, definitely the way that I format it is to number it mm-hmm. and again, have it in reverse chronological order. Yeah. So you have number one, uh, middle grade A&E or consultant A&E or whatever it is. Uh, and then I would always try and put a bracket if you're not sure and just equivalent to whatever grade in the UK, just to make it really clear as mm-hmm. what you're doing, where you're working, uh, including the country and then the dates of employment. And then I'd have a little gap and then I would put as much detail as yeah. you possibly can about your roles and responsibilities and in that job. You want to list all of your duties, regardless of how small that might be, because uh, you want to give a re- really well-rounded um, overview of exactly what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. And remember um, that 10-page average, that's, you know, that a big part of that is going into fine detail about what it is you've been doing. Yeah. And again, under your clinical experience, for each and every role, you want to mention how big the hospital was, or how many beds the hospital is that you're working in, um, any management experience that you would have within that role, so supervision of junior doctors, teaching, audit, audit any procedures that you've performed, whether supervised or unsupervised. If you've, if you've got a log, mm. it's quite handy to attach that as well. Yeah. So you can attach your logbook for surgical procedures or you know if you're a radiologist what you're mm-hmm. what you're reviewing on a daily basis how many cases mm-hmm. you're clearing yeah so underneath clinical experience you want to then if you've conducted any audits you may want to list that there um then management experience again if you've got any management experience in your current current role or in, in throughout your career list exactly what it is and, and what it looked like um Teaching experience, again, probably for more senior doctors, this one. Um, but again, you, you want to put as much detail in there. It, it just shows kind of a more rounded, um, to the person that's reading it, exactly what you've been doing and what your level of experience is. Any research publications or experience that you've been, uh, that you've done, again, is another good thing to list after that. Any publications, presentations, and then personal interests. That's a lot of P's. Yeah, it's all the P's. Um, I mean, for personal interests, I mean, what, what do you think's good stuff to put in there? Because I, I have seen some interesting ones throughout my career. Uh, I mean, I, I think if we were going to rank the order of what's important on your CV, that's probably the yeah. down at the bottom. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. Mm. But equally, I wouldn't have one page on your employment history and then nine pages about a table tennis tournament that you you participated in at university yeah. which I have seen yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, the final part is obviously list your references at the bottom so don't list any more than three unless otherwise requested you want to provide the name of the referee the referee's job title correspondence address telephone number fax number and email address um, and yeah. always try and make it an official email address as well if possible yeah I know that some hospitals overseas don't have their own domain names but you know you'd rather see a at Apollo Hospitals rather than at gmail.com try and make it mm-hmm. you know some some trust in the UK are quite particular about that yeah and can I just um, a note here particularly for the more junior doctors is that you should always tell your CV the post that you're applying to especially as a junior doctor um, so for example if you're applying for a post in surgery you want to list all of your surgical experience at the beginning of your clinical experience section rather than starting with any paediatric experience for example I think if it's helpful for people listening as well whenever we've placed junior doctors I'll give a very specific example there's a hospital that we worked with who needed three 
surgery doctors and the lead consultant there told me very clearly that although they weren't looking for anyone who they had any you know more than six months surgical experience they wanted people who were interested in pursuing a career in surgery so mm-hmm. um, what they didn't want was someone who was just looking to get their, their foot in the door and then transition away they mm-hmm. wanted people who could talk passionately and, and clearly about why they wanted to to become a surgeon and what yeah. type of surgery and actually that was a, a case of trauma and orthopedics but even though they didn't end up you know, it not even if the people weren't necessarily going to become TNO doctors, if they could show that they were interested in some sort of surgery, then that mm. was that was very helpful yeah. to them. They want to see that they're investing in people who are going to use those skills long term. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then, come to the kind of final part, Tom, which is CV don'ts. Now I know you've got to enjoy this section. So things not to do or not to put on your CV like there's four of them I feel like I already did one of them yeah you might have done um, but we can always yeah, do any any harm to run through it again or are you doing this like battleship where I have to guess yeah um, so first one do not include any irrelevant information so when typing up your CV ask yourself the question will it help me get the role if the answer is no what should you do uh, don't put it on don't put it on take it out excellent absolutely Number two, do not experiment with size. That's exactly what I said. It was, wasn't it? (laughs) Keep your font size the same throughout the entirety of your CV, except when using headings, which should just be one size larger than the normal text. Correct. (laughs) Has a guess at number three? Can I have a clue? Um, Pictures. It's pounds. Pounds. Money. Yeah. Don't ask how much money or don't say exactly what you want to make. Yeah. Why, why should you omit that important piece of information? Um, because that will happen once you've uh, had a job offer. Yeah. So you would get graded according to your experience on the NHS salary scale. That's entirely right. So when, you, when you've actually got the job offer, then you talk about money. But at this stage, mm. you haven't even had an interview yet. And I know you're going to like the final one, Tom. Do not use crazy colours, fonts, or photographs. I couldn't agree. I'm shaking. I'm, I'm shaking. I'm nodding my head. <laughs> shaking with anger. I'm shaking with anger. The thought that somebody might do that. Yeah, I know that there's there's this thing where people want to stand out from mm. the crowd, but actually, yeah. it's better to not look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to medical practice. <laughs> I always feel safer if I see a doctor that's not with a good CV with a good CV a well formatted CV well formatted CV I know a safe pair of hands Um, but as Tom alluded to earlier there was actually a really good walkthrough video on a YouTube channel where um, Dan will take you through writing a good medical CV with uh, with pictures I think yeah. as well and we'll um, we've got a template as well so mm. if anyone's out there thinking that they, they don't want to send me into a shaking rage with their yeah. CVs uh, get in touch with us any way you like social media phone mm. email whatever uh, and we can send you our template document which has got some it's got example content yeah. uh, for you to use Good. as well well it's really sad Tom we've come to the end it is terribly sad I'm going to have to jump in my car and go to Cornwall yeah well, can you, will you send me a postcard uh, oh, I don't know about that I don't, might not have time <laughs> in between all the social distancing that I'll be doing <laughs> well I hope you have a wonderful time in the southwest. West yes. it's beautiful this time of year I hope you have a wonderful time in the office I will I always do <laughs> as you know I love it um, but thanks so much for listening I uh, yeah. hope you found this really really useful um, and as always if you've got any questions 
feel free to message us directly via BDI Resources website or get in touch with Alice. Yeah, thanks very much for listening to season four. We will see you. Well, I mean, if people are still listening to this, we'll see you for season five. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. All right. Au revoir. 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 Au